For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. Welcome back. Second hour here on Tuesday. And right now, we are going to be joined by New Bedford Ward 3 City Councilor Sean Oliver to talk about the C-Click Fix app, which he is pushing as a way for uh, residents of the city to be able to get some of these things done, things that they might call midweek with the mayor about, things that they may be calling their city councilors about, things that they may be uh, you know, complaining about to us. <laughs> in phone calls here to the station or on app chat and he is uh pushing for you to be able to utilize this app so i want to have him come on and, and talk some more about that initiative so joining us on the line now we have war three counselor sean oliver good morning counselor how are you hey hey tim how are you all right good to talk with you how how are you settling in with things here uh your first month and a half or so here in office Still getting my uh, sea legs but uh my colleagues have been um pretty um you know welcoming um, as well as the residents of the city and uh, the administration. So um, looking forward to, for the things to come. But uh, basically um, jumping in with, with both feet and um, trying to meet with as many people and department heads as possible and still meeting with folks um, weekly. I've been doing um, a coffee with the counselor every Monday at Dunkin' Donuts. So just trying to be as accessible to the residents as possible. And I think that this... You had mentioned this app. I think that's just another way that we can be uh, active, and I want to try to bring some awareness to that. Yeah, absolutely. We've been talking in our, our Friday council segments uh, with Council President Morad and the other counselors about these neighborhood meetings and about how much, you know, it's giving the citizens a voice, giving the residents a way to kind of express some of these concerns that they probably have felt have fallen on deaf ears or or maybe they just don't understand the process of how things get done. But being able to be part of these neighborhood meetings and, and see that their neighbors share the same concerns has probably been very beneficial. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, especially when you live in these in neighborhoods like, like we have where we're so um, close together, a lot of those things that affect you as a resident are most likely going to affect uh, multiple people within your neighborhood. That that pothole is not only an annoying thing for you, but I'm sure all your neighbors uh, feel um, that as well. And so these neighborhood meetings are just another venue, um, a little less formal, um, where folks can come in and 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 voice some of these issues that are ongoing with the city you know there are you know 11 councilors and the mayor and all these department heads but we're not out on the roads every single day in every single neighborhood so 
the the folks in our community that travel these roads and see these issues, um, you know, the, it's it's beneficial for us if they're able to voice those, whether it be through a neighborhood meeting, whether it be at some other type of meeting, or call, text, or even now through the app. Yeah, and we when we have Mayor Mitchell in on Wednesdays and people call in for different things that they think need to be done, he always talks about how, you know, DPI has a formula for getting to certain things, that they, they have a formula for being able to know which roads need to get paved next and they, you know, which need, which roads need to get swept and all of these things because, you know, they're kind of looking at the overall, you know, 30,000 foot view of everything. But you're right, like having the ability for the residents to let the powers that be know how bad these issues have gotten, it, it can it can be very powerful, especially if you're able to send that information into them rather than waiting for them to come out and take a look at it. Right, absolutely. And, and actually what the app does is it actually keeps a digital record on file of that particular um, issue or that particular problem area. So I believe yesterday uh, when I was listening, you had a, a caller who called in in reference to street sweeping. And that's kind of what prompted me to uh, reach out to you a little bit yesterday on, you know, now, yes, there are, there's a formula. Obviously, some of the heavily um, traveled roads within the city are going to get that attention. The Shawmet Aves, the Hathaway Roads, the county streets, our, our main thoroughfares through the city are obviously going to get that, that attention. Some of the side streets um, kind of fall to the wayside a little bit or, you know, we haven't heard too much from that area, so they don't they don't travel down that. But if there's a, a specific spot that you, as a resident, feel that um, needs some attention, you're able to go on this app, and there's a uh, there's a, a section just for street sweeping where you would click the street sweeping, and you could put in, you know, a brief description or an address, or you can even drop a pin using the Google Maps because it's tied to Google Maps, and let. DPI and the proper departments know um, where the, the trouble areas are. So when we are out in those communities sweeping that county street in Shamad Ave, they can they are aware that hey, I have to turn down this street and maybe you know pass through there as well. So um, that's it's, it's been very beneficial. I've used it um, a ton of times um, uh, coming uh, since I've, I've come into office, and it's just another way that it leaves a digital footprint. Um, for the proper departments know um, what needs to be done. Being new to the city council, I'm not, you know, 100% familiar with which departments um, do what. Um, so I've had to reach out to some of my colleagues and, you know, send some emails and things like that just to try to get a better understanding. So as a resident, you know, most likely you don't know who to contact aside from your city councilor, but by using this app, um, it'll get to the proper um, eyes so they know that it needs to be addressed. And you can also see some of the other uh, things that people have put in requests for so that you have an idea if they're already aware of it, if they're already working on it. You can follow along with the progress. And I, I love the fact that it tells you right at the top of the app that there's been over 10,000 things that have been reported to this app that have been fixed. Yeah, we actually just, just broke the 10,000 mark a, a couple of weeks ago. There are multiple um, cities and, and towns that are on this. Um, I, 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 by accident, I clicked on Plymouth the other day, and Plymouth has only had, I don't know how long they've had it, but they've only had 90 items addressed uh, through the app. So um, we, we just hit the 10,000 mark, which was, which was great. 
Um, and uh, hopefully those numbers will continue to rise. But even as, like you said, it keeps track of if somebody had already put this in, um, just because it's already in there um, doesn't mean that somebody else can not open up another ticket. And that way, that's another way to be like, okay, there's a little bit more outcry in this particular area. We should, you know, address this because there's four open tickets for the same exact item. And you you brought up a point to me in in your message that in addition to having residents use the C Click Fix app to report these things, you also want them to reach out to their counselors to let them know that they've put these requests in, just so that you're in the loop of everything that's going on. A- absolutely, because it's just another way that we can now follow up um, that we know that there's an issue. We've been aware, um, and, and it establishes a little bit of a communication between um, the residents and ourselves. Um, and now it's kind of like a, like I said, again, another um, uh, way that we could be like, okay, there's already a ticket. And when we talk to the proper departments, um, hey, ticket one, two, three, four, five has been outstanding for quite some time. What's the status on that? And it's just, it makes, it streamlines it a little bit um, and gives at least a little bit of a reference as to what we're, we're speaking of on what particular issue. So I, I've encouraged uh, my constituents to reach out to me, whether it be phone call, text, or uh, through uh, the email. Um, and that way, I'm just kind of abreast as to what's going on. What I've been doing um, is you as a, a, other residents can follow particular incidents. So if today um, you were to put in a request for a particular street to be swept, um, I can now go onto the app, and anybody can do it, and now I can follow that particular issue. And I, even though I didn't put it in, I will get notifications as well on the process of that, of that uh, particular item. Um, that's another thing. As, as soon as you enter it, you're going to get a confirmation email um, to let you know that it was entered properly, and you'll get a ticket number associated with it. And throughout the process, you will get updates, You know, whether it be a couple of days or a week, um, we've put it in the queue. Um, it's been addressed. It hasn't been addressed. We, you know, give us more time. So it, there's a constant. Uh, you're getting constant feedback also um, on the particular issue that you had put in. So uh, a little bit more interactive than just you know possibly giving a call or a text or um, hoping that it gets done. So it gives you a little bit more of a of, a, of an overview as to the process. And, and, you know, somebody might be listening to this and thinking to themselves now, like, well, I don't have anything to report. And then, like, six months from now, they want to report a pothole, and they're like, what was the name of that app? I can't remember the name of that app. If you actually download it now, the C Click Fix app, if you just download that now and have it on your phone, you don't even need to worry about just utilizing it when you have something that you want to report. It also is like it's a portal to everything regarding the city, information about beaches, about schools, find out where there's going to be different types of road construction, and even have a link there to be able to pay your, your city bills online. Absolutely. It, gives you, it, it talks about our parks. It talks about recycling and our libraries and, and parking and all that. So it's, it's way more interactive than just, um, you know, if there's a problem in the city, I need to download this app. And it's, it's, a, it's a beneficial tool with multifacets to be connected to information and things that are going on in the city. So it's not just one more thing on your phone taking up space. Um, it, it is uh, uh, much much more interactive than, than just reporting issues. 
Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you, Councillor, for joining us and for, for uh, sharing more information about this. And we'll make sure that we keep pushing it for everybody. You know, when they call in and they ask, ask to talk to the mayor on Wednesdays to report a problem, the first thing I'll say is, well, have you downloaded the app yet? <laughs> right, exactly. It's free. Um, it's on both Android and Apple. And um, so that's, that's great. And, it's, and the mayor looks at those as well. You know, I've talked to uh, several uh, department heads. And, and when I talk about the app, you know, they say that the mayor utilizes the, the app as well. So um, it's very beneficial for everybody to have. Um, and uh, and hopefully we can get that uh, pushing over that 10,000 mark um, and get some of these um, pain points that, that really frustrate some of our residents on a daily basis um, addressed. Um, so that was great. I appreciate you um, letting me come on and, and speak uh, about it, but it is C-Click Fix. Um, you can go right on the uh, city's website as well, and it gives you a little bit more information about it if you're um, not sure if you want to download it yet. Um, and, but it, you had addressed before I go, Tim, about these neighborhood meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've gone to a few as a resident and more so now, obviously, as a, as a city councilor. And um, myself and my colleagues are all trying to garner some more support around these community meetings. Um, there's about seven of them that go on in the city um, almost every month. Um, I know some take kind of like the summer off, so that way it doesn't conflict with folks' schedules and vacations and stuff like that. But you, th- that's another thing that's right on the city's webpage. As soon as you get on it, there's a calendar, and it tells you about these different meetings that are going on within your community. And just because it's a Ward 6 meeting or a Ward 3 meeting or whatever doesn't mean that it's not an open to the public meeting all these folks can attend um these meetings are attended by a lot of city officials your city councilors are there um and it's a little it's it's a little less formal than um having to get up in front of the city council to speak on uh, on a particular issue and and you know if there's uh if, if residents listening that don't have an, a, a neighborhood meeting in their neighborhood start one I, I, absolutely it's it's 100 percent recommended um, you know, we're a lot bigger as a city when some of these neighborhood watches or meetings had, had first kicked off. Um, and Ward 3 is fortunate enough that we have two meetings. Um, so uh, that's and, and we've just collaborated with Ward 1. Um, Ward 2 and Ward, Ward 3 has shared one for quite some time. And now Ward 1 has been brought into one of our meetings. So that way we can just try to get as many folks in as possible because just because it's a neighborhood thing doesn't mean that there's not an, uh, a, an adjacent neighborhood um, that's, you know, facing uh, a similar problem. And, and it's just another, again, another forum where city officials attend that you can get these things addressed um, and brought to the forefront. Absolutely. Well, Councillor Oliver, thank you for joining us. And I look forward to talking to you again in the near future. All right, Tim, thank you. Have a great day. You as well. That is uh, Ward 3 City Councilor Sean Oliver. And again, C-Click Fix is the name of the app. And if you uh, if you have trouble finding it in your app store or anything, e- email me, Tim at WBSM.com, and I'll, I'll send you the information about how to download it. We'll probably write up a little story about it, too, to help uh, help remind people that it is. You know, we, we talked a lot about that app when it first came out in relation to reporting potholes, in relation to reporting you know, problems on the sidewalk, things things of that nature. And we didn't really promote it in the sense of being able to handle other issues. And, and taking a look at the app, it has so many features. If you live in the city, you should have this app on your phone because 
It's got all kinds of key information there. You can find out about the beaches. You can find out about the uh, the parking app. You have a direct connection to the parking app if you're going to have to pay for parking downtown. or you. All, it's just it's got everything you need all laid out right there. So you know what? If you utilize the app, like let's just say you've got to go online and pay your, your water bill. So if you utilize the app to be your gateway into that, then you'll never forget that it's there when you need to actually report something else like a pothole or like a street that needs to be swept or, you know, some of these parking issues that are going on around the city. So, again, check it out. See, click, fix. You can get it from your app store. Or if you have trouble finding it, you can go to the city website. And if you still have trouble finding it, email me, tim at wbsm.com, and I will help you get to it. All right. Speaking of getting to it, we've got to get to our first break of the hour, 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, we'll be back in just a few moments. song that every time I hear it, by the way, I probably bought Madonna's Immaculate Collection at Words and Music back in the day, uh, but there is a song that every time I hear it, I, I have to blast it, right? Yeah, you, you have to listen to that song loud. Turn it up. Rock out, right? Well, that kind of was an interesting conversation that happened in a local town group yesterday on Facebook. Um, well, I don't know what day it was posted, but that's I saw it yesterday. Uh, yeah, it was posted yesterday. And this comes from one of the Somerset groups. I know. I know. Normally, Jess Machado talks about Somerset. But I'm going to talk about Somerset a little bit today because this is... I'm going to just read for you the post. And then we can discuss kind of the way that it was uh, reacted to. To the home in the Prospect Street area blasting their music all day Sunday... Please have some consideration for your neighbors. Not everyone sitting outside relaxing wants to hear what you are listening to. Please turn it down. Thank you in advance. And as expected, the comments went off the rails. Uh, There were people who were saying, you know, I pay my taxes too. I should be able to pay. I should be able to play my music as loud as I want in my yard. Other people saying, well, I pay my taxes too, and I should not have to hear your music when I'm in my yard. And as it turns out, I guess Somerset does have a noise ordinance. Of course, you know, most towns have a noise ordinance for after 10 p.m. That, uh, you know, you can't have loud music playing after 10 p.m. But I guess Somerset has a noise ordinance that it can't be above a certain amount of decibels at any time. So... Obviously, that's leading into a discussion about whether or not that's fair. And uh, and also the, the other side conversation that happens as a result of this is how about talking to the person directly instead of just going to Facebook about it? First of all, what if that person's not even in the Facebook group? Secondly, you could probably get a more positive result with a one-on-one discussion than you would by blasting the person on Facebook. 
Uh, and I don't know if that's necessarily true anymore. Sometimes putting it on Facebook might be easier than walking up to somebody because you walk up to somebody and they're going to say, what right do you have to tell me to turn down my music? You know, you don't know going into that situation, what's it going to be? Oh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't realize it, it was bothering you. Um, I'll turn it down a little bit. I, you know, I was just doing some yard work and I wanted to make sure that I could hear it. And uh, and then the other side of it could be, you know, get the hell out of my yard and don't ever come back and I'll play it as loud as I want. So you don't know how it's going to go. And then others are saying, well, you should have just called the police and had them handle it. Like, really, on a Saturday afternoon, that's the most important thing that you think the police have to deal with is loud music? I understand if it's, you know, after 10 o'clock at night and it's disturbing the peace and all that, but I, I, don't, I think you can walk over to your neighbor's house and ask him to turn it down. I mean, me, I would just turn, go out there and play my own music and turn it up even louder. We'd get into a war to see whose who's boombox could put out the most... <laughs> but the so when I when I go out and do yard work, I use headphones, and I don't do it because I'm trying to be courteous of my neighbors. It's just I I'm not going to hear it over the lawnmower if I don't have headphones in, and I'm careful. I make sure that I don't have it so loud that I can't hear the lawnmower because obviously you want to hear if there's something wrong or if you're chopping up something or hitting something you shouldn't be. But I also, you know, like I'll listen to podcasts too. So I want to be able to hear what's being said. And so that's easier for me. But, you know, during the pandemic, I, I did this thing every night where I would, when we were all home, I had just bought myself a brand new grill. It actually took me a little while to get it. But uh, it was, you know, my dream grill. Been saving up gift cards for birthdays and Father's Days and Christmas and all that for a couple of years. And I finally had enough saved up to be able to go buy this grill that I wanted. So I, I, and Walmart took forever to get it in. Picked it up, set it up. And every night I would grill myself dinner and I would sit on my back deck table, sit at the table there, eat my dinner, and I would have my phone playing music. And it just so happened that, you know, at the time I had discovered that uh, there was a, a man named Mike Callahan who had recreated the legendary Boston radio station, Oldies 103, as a streaming radio station. So I would be, you know, in the house all day long, working, listening to WBSM on the WBSM app. And then, and at the time, I was doing news and all kinds of stuff. So I was up early in the morning, and it's, uh, I, I just got talked out by the by the time I was sitting down for dinner. So I said, I want to hear some nice, relaxing music. So I would play Oldies 103 on my phone and listen to that as I'm outside eating my dinner. And I did it every night. And the neighbors would come out, and they would be cooking their dinner. And so their grill was basically on the other side of the bushes from mine. And I was always worried that, you know, my music was bothering them. And so I would turn it down on my app if they came outside. And I, like, I didn't, I know them, but I don't know them that well. They had moved in a couple of years before. They had purchased it from a person who had lived there a long time that I knew. And they worked odd hours. They were, they were, um, she was a, a dispatcher and, and I think he's a police officer and so, like, they're they're out night shift. So I very rarely saw them. 
So I just don't want to disturb them. And so I turned down my... And then one day she yells over the, the bushes. She says, why do you always turn down the good music? It's like, oh, okay. So then I would play it up a little bit, a little bit more. But, you know, that's a good experience. I've also had the bad experience with the neighbors and the music because the person who lived behind my yard, so there's, you know, probably six houses surrounding me all together. No, wait, one, two, three, five. So there's five houses surrounding me all together. And one of them, the guy, and they moved in, I'd probably lived there about five years when they moved in. The guy owned a karaoke machine. He would work in his garage or basement, wherever he was, work, you know, we'd be working in one of the two places and he would have super loud music playing all the time. But we, we had similar musical tastes, so it didn't really bother me. It's not like I, if I'm sitting in the living room watching TV, it didn't bother me, but I'm sure it bothered all of his neighbors, especially where he was far enough away from me that it didn't bother me. But I know the lady right across the street from him was probably irked by it. And so the music part didn't bother me. But what bothered me was at night, 10, 11 o'clock at night, I've got to go to bed because I've got to get up early. I was a cook at that point in time, and I'm getting up at 4 a.m. And 10, 11 o'clock at night, no matter what, you know, not a Friday, not a Saturday, just any night of the week, he pulls out the karaoke machine and is just singing at the top of his lungs with his garage door open or his basement door open, wherever he was doing it. And... That's all you could hear. And many times, like I would complain to my wife, like, that's all I can't, that's all I can hear. And I and she would say, well, call the police if it bothers you. And I could never bring myself to do that because he was, he was just, he was having a good time. <laughs> he was having fun. He was not a good singer though. But this is, um, this is the, the, the questions that pop up. When there are incidents like this, at what point does your right to be able to listen to your music infringe upon your neighbor's right to not have to hear it? And so that's the conversation that was happening in this town Facebook group. And as what normally happens in a town Facebook group, the comments got turned off. So nobody can add new fuel to the fire. But I'd be interested in your take on that. You know, what What do you think about, about people going outside, playing their music? You know, we see it happen all the time at the beaches, right? Where somebody goes and they set, set, the, set up their spot at the beach for the day and they bring a radio and they turn it up super loud and now that's all that you can hear. You know, you might be trying to listen to a, a book on tape as you're, you're laying in the sun, but you can't hear anything that's happening in your own headphones because the music outside your headphones is so loud. You know, so at what point is it too loud and someone should have to turn it down. And also, how do you approach that situation? Do you walk over to them yourself? Do you report it as, an, as a violation of a noise ordinance? Do you just suck it up and deal with it? Do you get up and move? Do you go back inside your house? Whatever it might be. 508-996-0500. I mean, I, I listen, I think you should be able to listen to music outside. But I do think you do have to be aware that not everybody wants to hear what it is that you're playing. I mean, I can tell you that I've had, you know, music playing outside that I've had to think about, wait, I'm, I'm just going to skip this song because 
the kids in the neighborhood can hear it, and I don't, I don't want them to hear the the language that's in the song. You know, when I when I had my iPod plugged into the, because what I would do is I had uh, a big outdoor speaker. Well, not an outdoor speaker, but a big speaker I would put in the window, and I would play music off my stereo system that I had inside the house. I have this old seventies. Samsung receiver and a phonograph and all this stuff. So I've got all, all that stuff set up. But I would also plug in my iPod and just play whatever was on my iPod. And I, I realized, like, maybe I shouldn't be playing, you know, West Coast gangster rap while the, the neighbor's kids are outside playing in their yard because all of our yards kind of touch each other. So, um, you know, got to be a little bit more careful with that. But that's that's I, that, I think, is an interesting... A dilemma to have to, to have one neighbor say, "Hey, I have the right to play music in my yard as loud as I want. I pay my taxes." And then the other neighbor is saying, "Well, yeah, well, I pay my taxes too, and I don't want to have to hear it at all." Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Hey, some of you might actually have WBSM playing, and your neighbors are like, "Shut that guy off! I don't want to hear that loony liberal Weisberg. Turn him off." Talking about his sandwiches and his ghosts. If that, if you have a neighbor that says that, do me a favor. Turn it up louder, right? Turn it turn it up louder. Make it so they can't escape it. And then when it's over, play it back again on podcast. 508-996-0500. We'll take a break and be right back. There's a song that I think if you play that loud, I don't know if any of the neighbors will complain. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you? All right. Um, I was going to call about the music, too. Uh, one year, it was, in the, it was probably in the summertime. It was one of our birthdays or something. But we had a pool in the backyard, and we had my father had built a deck up on the top. So my father, you know, everybody had a few drinks. And... and um, he was singing Willie Nelson and this and that. We had a karaoke machine outside, but it wasn't loud. And it was only like 8 o'clock. And um, I guess the neighbors called the cops. <laughs> and the cop came. I said, Dad, somebody's at the door. My father had the cowboy hat on. He walked over to the door, and he, the cop says, oh, here's Willie now. <laughs> so he says, so he says uh, you know what? He goes, it looks like you guys are having a good time. He goes, I get out in about an hour. I'll be over. <laughs> yeah, he had fun. And then another, then we had, we always had my uh, brother, my brothers always had bands, so they practiced down our cellar and um, our basement, whatever you call it, I'm called cellar. And um, and um, the neighbors never complained and they, they didn't play real loud. I mean, and it was always, you always had till 10 o'clock mm-hmm. and then they would tell you to keep it down, but, you know, or, or turn it off. But, you know, other than that, no one ever bothered us. But uh, we had, in our house, I'm in Dartmouth, but I mean, it, I just laugh, so I, I keep thinking about my father all the time with that. It's so, so funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I really know. I've had, I mean, I've never had the, you know, I've never really had a lot of parties at my house. Usually it's like stuff in the backyard for like my son's birthday right. or something. But, you know, I, I've never been uh, an all uh, an all night, late night partier. But I would assume that, you know, at a certain point, you, you got to turn it down and keep it down a little bit. You know, right. and, We're and, not, yeah. 
and and maybe maybe that's just you know I, I've been an old man since I was born, so <laughs> I've been a cranky old man since the time I was born. So maybe that's that's part of it for me. But I would just say like I would just say you know we can still have fun without having to have it all the way up. Yeah, it wasn't loud. My father was just singing, and you know everybody had you know a little buzz going on, and, and you know it was just a family, and it was a birthday party, and it was. You know, we had the lights outside and the add-on and stuff like that, but it wasn't loud. It was only 8 o'clock, like I said. And he, I don't know, I forget what songs he was singing, one of Willie Nelson's songs. But anyway, maybe they didn't like Willie. But uh, <laughs> I like him. Who, who doesn't? I love I know Willie. who doesn't, the IRS. They don't like him very much. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that reminds, me, old. that reminds me of a joke. What's, what's the difference between Willie Nelson's beard and a pair of Levi's jeans? I don't know. A pair of Levi's jeans only has one fly in it. <laughs> all right, that's it. That's all I got. That's cute. All I right. Like it. Have all a right, good see day. You later. You too, bye. 508-996-0500. I know. I shouldn't, shouldn't pick on Willie. He is a legend. Um, I don't even know how I, where I first heard that joke, but, man, I've, I've been telling that joke my whole life. You can tell, right, because it's a joke that a nine-year-old would tell. Uh, we did get an app chat message in from Al in Somerset who says, Tim, if I smelled you cooking steak, I'd bring the salad. But, yes, that person should have spoke to them to turn it down. Maybe those neighbors don't like them, so I guess you just try to adjust it or put your own music on. Yeah, well, that's that's what I thought was interesting about the post is that it's written in a way where it says, you know, to the home in the Prospect Street area blasting their music all day Saturday. So I don't know that this person necessarily even knew which house it was coming from. So, I mean, I guess if you wanted to walk over there, you would have been able to find out. You could have just followed the music. But it sounds like this person just had a rough idea that it was coming from a certain direction. And that also makes me think, wow, it must have been really loud if you couldn't pinpoint exactly where it was coming from from where you are. But, you know, we, we, we will have a lot of people who are going to call up and complain about, you know, the ATV and dirt bike noise as they're ro roaming around on the street. Like, that's all you hear all day long is these, these dirt bikes going up and down the streets. And, of course, yes, that is a problem. But I wonder if people will complain as much about loud music. I mean, I I have – so where I lived for all those years, there's, there's a, a – there's a, a patio, uh, a, a um, what do they call it? A pavilion on the beach, on the pond. That is neighborhood property. It's part of the association property, and you can rent it out for private parties. Now they do they do some neighborhood events too, so they'll have like a a neighborhood Halloween party or whatever, like whatever the different things that they do. But you can also rent it out and use it for your own family party. So, and I I never have, but. Because I live across the street and I can just use my backyard. Everybody would just be bothering me to go in my house and use the bathroom anyway. Might as well just do it at my house. But they have loud music down there. And they go all night long. They go till midnight, 1 a.m. Sometimes they come home from spooky south coast, almost 2 o'clock in the morning. They're still down there. And people just kind of accept it. They say, hey, that's that's what it's for. 508-996-0500, or you can hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app like Rob and Akushna did. My neighbors never complain when Frank Zappa is playing, and I don't mind when the neighborhood kids are playing their, quote, awful music. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that anybody would complain about Frank Zappa either. I mean, not everybody's going to get it, but I don't think they're going to complain about it. But, yeah, there there are some songs 
that I will yell, turn it down for sure. Like cool in the gangs, celebrate. I did catering. You hear it at every catering party, at every wedding, at every. I feel bad for Michael Rock and Gazelle. When whenever I hear that song, I'm like, man, you guys have been doing the the DJ gig for so long. You must have heard that song a, a million times by now. But ah. Uh, I think I'm the only one that everybody else seems to love the song. Everybody else feels like they're in a great party mood when they hear it. Me, I'm like, ugh, not this song again. 508-996-0500. I've got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. Speaking of glass, that of course being heart of glass by Blondie, but speaking of glass, I could not get enough. When I went into the Barrels and Boards Marketplace on Sunday and I was taking a look at all of the great meats that were behind the glass, oh my gosh. The And it, what's funny is I didn't buy, I wanted to buy a steak. I did. I wanted to buy some of the ribeye that they had, the boneless ribeye, eighteen ninety nine a pound. Even the New York Strip, it was one of the best marbled-looking steaks I've ever seen. That's at sixteen ninety-nine a pound. But I didn't buy it because I had a porterhouse at home in the fridge that I'd picked up at the market. You know, when I went to the, to the supermarket, I, I bought a steak, figuring I would uh, I would cook that up, you know, sometime in the next couple of nights, and I and I made it last night, and it was. It was mediocre at best. I should have picked up one of these beautiful ribeyes or one of the marinated bone-in ribeyes for eighteen ninety-nine, or maybe maybe you prefer filet mignon, twenty-six ninety-nine a pound. I will go back at some point for the tomahawk. They were selling tomahawk in the restaurant in barrels and boards, ninety-five dollars for the tomahawk steak meal, but you can get it for twenty ninety-nine a pound. In the marketplace, if you want to cook it up yourself, and I think the one that they had was about three and a half pounds, so you're looking at like seventy bucks if you want to cook it up for yourself. And uh, marinated chicken breast, seven ninety nine a pound. Cherise stuffed chicken breast, seven ninety nine a pound. Marinated chicken wings, seven ninety nine a pound. Pretzel coated chicken, which is I love pretzel as a as a way to coat chicken or as a bun. Pretzel coated chicken, seven ninety nine a pound. But also in the seafood case, I could not believe the size of the shrimp. The size of the shrimp, twenty three ninety nine a pound. But man, these these are the most beautiful shrimp that you've ever seen. Or you can get a four pack, uh, a four piece shrimp cocktail for seven ninety nine. Bacon wrapped scallops, three dollars each. Cherie stuffed haddock, fifteen ninety nine a pound. Salmon fillet, fifteen ninety nine a pound, which was just absolutely beautiful. These are just some of the great meats and seafoods that you can get at the Barrels and Boards Marketplace on Route One Thirty Eight in Raynham. It's right there next to the restaurant, so go and have dinner, enjoy 
your meal. I recommend the King Burger. That's what I get whenever I go. And then when you mosey on into the marketplace, you can grab yourself some great meats and seafood to take home. They have frozen stuff now. They've just brought in a whole bunch of new items in the freezer section. They have pre-made meals from the Barrels and Boards kitchen that will feed you or feed the whole family. They have everything that you need, really. You can do your shopping right in the marketplace and get fresh quality ingredients. They've got peppers. They've got onions. They've got everything that you need to prepare the meal at home. And uh, and, and it's all high, high qualities. The same quality that they use in the restaurant itself. So check it out for yourself. The Barrels and Boards Marketplace. It's on Route 138 in Raynham. Easy to get to from 140. Just go around the Taunton Green. Jump on 138. Stay on that road. and uh, And you will hit it right after you get to the overpass for 495 and uh, then of course you can also go online barrelsandboardsma.com that's barrels the letter n boardsma.com that's also their facebook page and i recommend following them on facebook so you can catch all the great deals they post up all the time but now after i had my somewhat disappointing porterhouse i think i'm going to have to go back next week and get a ribeye they just looked too good Actually, you know what? I might just get the New York Strip, save a few bucks. And that looked just as good as well. So, and then of course, don't forget your Montelio's dessert. I got the um, the cannoli cupcake, and I also got a fruit tart. Had the fruit tart last night. It was incredible. So you can get all of that at the Barrels and Boards Marketplace. All right, we are going to take a break for the news coming up. When we come back on the other side, we can talk more with you, more of your phone calls at 508-996-0500, more of your app chat messages on the WBSM app, more of your open line messages if you want to send in a voicemail using open line on the WBSM app, and we can talk more about all the things we've been discussing today. We can talk more about some of the safety features being put in at UMass Dartmouth. Don't forget, starting at 5 p.m. today, they're closing down a portion of Ring Road for parking. You will not be able to park anymore from the Cedardell area to the uh, the other dorms up by the campus police station. They're going to be building a protected pedestrian walkway there. Also, we can talk some more about 50 years ago in the Wareham police log. You can read about that at WBSM.com and on the app. And we can talk more about this noise situation that... Uh, Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.